All right, I am ready. Holy shit. We're going to do it. Welcome to the Healing Happy Hour with Crystal and Vienna, two deeply unserious people exploring serious topics while cackling and sometimes crying. Together, we're learning to push back against the trauma of being a human in the world today through ancient wisdom and practices, modern therapeutic techniques, and anything else that moves the needle towards healing. If you're also sick of tripping over your own bullshit, join us while we create a sanctuary for everyone who is ready to activate the magic in their life. Do you want to pull a card to start off our first little episode? Should that be our vibe? I think so. I mean, we did it yesterday. We do it every time we talk, I feel like. Okay, so let's let's officially begin here. I think that it would be kind of cool if we start this experience off with a card. I'm going to keep it light and do an oracle card today, which like we all know like what we say about oracle cards, but like this is not a thing where we want to read for filth. This is like, let's keep it breezy, you know? We're keeping, we're keeping it light, positive vibes. So we're just asking our guides to always bless us, give us the, the good word, give us the tea that our spirit needs to know today um, for the good of all, for the harm of absolutely nobody. And what is something that we need to know today as we begin our chitter chat, our beautiful podcast together? A delight. I love that for us. A delight. Okay. So let's just briefly see what. <laughs> Ooh, she's delightful. So delight is expanding in your life. Clap your hands with glee, spend time with others, go to a community gathering, host a party. You enjoy the experience and will give birth to immense creativity and your life will blossom. Share your happiness and elation with others and it will grow by leaps and bounds. This isn't the time to be serious or buckle down and get to work. Good, because we don't do that here. Um, this is the time to be spontaneous and madcap. Do not make fast and hard commitments. Don't sign any legal documents or make any pledges right now. Don't make any promises. You might not be able to keep them. Give yourself permission to have fun, lots of fun, especially in community with others. This is a very like on-time word for uh, the bajillion retrogrades that we've going on right now to just right. Light and remain delightful and make it a breeze a little bit. It's heavy enough as it is. So I love that. That's so fun. I mean, and it's true, right? Like deeply unserious, finding community, have a good time. That's what we're here for. That's what we needed. We've got enough. Um, it's nice to have an obligation that is not like so bogged down with pressure for the outcome. And so that's what we're doing here. We are allowing ourselves to to chitter chat a little bit just as friends that have conversations um that are really similar i'm sure to a whole bunch of other people who are having these talks about just where they are in life for real and if they're not having these talks because they don't have anybody to talk to i feel like bring it in here that's what this is for because everybody does need to be having these conversations and i think a big problem is that too many people are not having these conversations and don't have anybody to talk to so they're holding it all inside they're trying to get their like tiktok healing on and that's not enough right like you have to do it in community with other people it's uh, as a person who really likes to tackle things alone um and is that's like part of my mission right now is to not tackle things alone i can definitely say that it's it's the vulnerability aspect of it the fear of looking dumb, the fear of acknowledging out loud some of the like, ooh, like the ick that you have about yourself and showing that to other people. But the thing is like, we all have it. So it's just, it's, it is wild how we don't talk about it a little bit more. And by it, like 
all the things, all the transitions, all the changes for where you're at in your life. And like the last few years have been kind of wild. So that's, I mean, they've been, they've been out of fucking control. And, um, I feel like we're always bracing and it's really hard to relax and be vulnerable when you're in that position of like, right. Like what's next. Yeah. It's all just tension. We're holding so stiff. We're waiting for that other shoe to drop, waiting for everything to fall apart because we're seeing that it is. So how do you stay soft? How do you let yourself be vulnerable? And my inner Virgo, you know, is like, ew, vulnerability. That's disgusting. What are you doing here? <laughs> like Ariana girl. What are you uh, doing here? <laughs> it's true. And yeah. it's like to have to intentionally allow it mm. is a challenge. But let's backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Crystal, love of my life. My beautiful angel princess. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. And I'm in this really beautiful zone of like, even though things are not perfect, just being really happy. I think that I finally figured out like what happiness kind of feels like, like things are not, everything is not perfect, but that's not happiness. It's like finding like this beautiful sense of contentment and ease and softness, even when things are, are a little wild out on the street, you know? So that, I feel really good. I feel really that, good. And I'm like overjoyed that we get to do this together. How are you? Yeah. Well, I am happy to hear that. I feel like that's really powerful to know that maybe happiness feels different than you thought it would, right? Like just to allow it to come in in whatever shape that feels like. And that's really great. I am honestly a little fucked up right now because can I tell you what I saw today? Yes. No. Okay. So this morning I'm scrolling Facebook as one does as an older, elder millennial scrolling through Facebook. I see something that is fully unhinged. McDonald's is now offering a cup of buttered corn as a side. <laughs> oh my God. I am not talking about like corn on the cob. I'm not talking street corn. I'm talking like a cup of buttered corn. Like a straight up bucket of kernels. Like yes. Kernels. I who asked for this? Who the fuck asked for that? How about McDonald's? What the fuck are you doing? McDonald's. Like, how about we take some of the energy away from innovating corn kernels and instead fix the ice cream machine? How about that? Can we fix the ice cream? Can you not? Can you clean it often? And can it be fixed? Yes. Clean it at six o'clock in the morning, not at 1030 at night. Okay. Because every rather, time. Yeah. I would much yeah. rather not have a bucket, like a like a cup of kernels. I have never once been eating my Big Mac and been like, what I really need right here is some buttered corn kernels. So that's where I'm at. I'm just like, I'm real messed up over that. Yeah. Otherwise, feeling good. Like, I'm right? Doesn't it? Not, not you're feeling good, but like the, the aforementioned kernels. But I'm glad in the face of like, what is what is truly a fast food travesty that ultimately we're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're able to move past it. We just like accept, accept that that is something that exists in the world. And happy for Virgo season, right? Like, yes. I'm glad that's here. We that's need to talk about my love for Virgos and how I literally know like six of them. And I love each and every one of them. And I'm confused. It's because as a, a cancery water sign, 
um, and a, and a fire sign as well, like in my big three that I'm, I'm batshit and you guys are so grounding and that I'm like just gravitating towards that grounding energy all the time. And my Venus is in Virgo. So I love me a Virgo and I will collect y'all like troll dolls because you're my thing. <laughs> I, I obviously am a Virgo son and my husband, Jimmy, you know him, he is a Pisces, a water sign. And I always think of that beautiful relationship between Virgo or like water signs and earth signs as like that beautiful lapping of like a wave on the beach and like how that moment comes together. You walk in the water a little bit in the shore, right? Doesn't that feel? It's actually, I think like those are very, it's a very compatible like match, the, the Virgo and the Pisces, but in, but also like Virgo and water signs. I think it just, it's like very complimentary energy. We're obviously star soulmates. Clearly. We need each other. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, right? Like everybody needs somebody else. We don't have the whole package ourselves. No. And that's why we went to graduate school to not to get an education to find one another. Yeah. That's where we met is graduate school. The most useful slash useless experience we've ever had. I, I have I am not using my degree, but I don't know where I would be without that grad school experience because the people there were delightful yeah, or awful and amazing shit talking fodder. Oh my God. The amount that, okay. So for, let's just backtrack a tiny bit to how, um, we met. So we were saying yesterday while getting some shit done, we don't even remember our first interaction. It was like, for me, it was like, oh, Vienna, like she's always been (laughs) around. And I don't remember like what class we think it might be words and images. It could have been like, what is the rhetoric class? Um, Visual and verbal. Yeah. We, we went to grad school for publications design, which is like half graphic design, half businessy writing communications. There's yeah. Yeah. And that program was lit because of the people that were in it. And also a uh, shout out to Amy because she is, was the department chair at the time. And she's uh, like our favorite <laughs> still after all the time. Um, but yeah, we, we had just a really good group and it was super stressful because um, none of us, I think were most of us were not in that field yet. And we're really learning from scratch. But that's that was the vulnerability coming in too. It was like, oh my God, none of us know what we're doing and we all get to sit here and learn it together, get critiqued together. But like I didn't, I don't remember. I don't remember our first interaction. I just remember the the moment in which I was like, she is most certainly not going anywhere. I think we were at what is that? Um, was it Terps? We were at Terps, probably eating wings and drinking beer and like just immediately talking shit. And the vibe for me, like how I know that we're going to be cool. is like, if I can make like a wild ass out of pocket joke and you either are quick with the shits and you add to the joke or you like greatly appreciate the joke is the way to my heart. And you were quick with the shits. And that's always how it's been. It's like, oh, do you want to hear some tea? Yes, I do. Like, let's make some tea together. And that was like the basis. <laughs> That was the basis of our joy. Like that was, it was so fun. And that was like how we got through all of that, like stress. In grad yes. Every grad student or like, fuck it. Every human needs someone to do good hearted shit talking with, right? Like you don't want to be bringing 
yourself down. I know you can get into like a negativity spiral, but that good hearted shit talking, we're like, it's so unserious. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what we said five minutes later. I don't remember who we were talking about. There's no hard feelings there, no. but you got to dish it. You got to take it. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's there's bothering a- you. It must the, be. the Puerto Rican in me. Yeah. Loves a little shit talk. And I, I think like we, we needed that space where it was like, listen, let me just say what I need to say and don't take me too seriously. But then that also lets us have these other really good conversations about stuff because we have a very judgment free zone with each other, which is beautiful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it is beautiful. I am so grateful for our friendship and the space that it gives me. Maybe I can be a little selfish with that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I have so much gratitude for it. I feel like when I first met you, I also don't remember. I think this is like us having ADHD and being like, <laughs> I actually don't have memories of it. You've just always been part of my life. I do remember looking at you and being like, she has the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. And I need- University of Baltimore Dental School. Hey. <laughs> but I'm just like, but your whole face lights up and you smile. And I was like, I want to make her smile. Like, I want to be the one that makes her cackle, that makes her laugh. <laughs> I mean, they might kiss. Like, what if they kiss? Okay. Um, and I was just like, I love it. Like, I want to make this girl laugh for the rest of our days as a little best. And we have been cackling ever since. Yes. Not a day goes by without a cackle. No, I'd like between if it's a meme, if it's just a quick word, there's pretty steady cackling and like and also steady like bitching like if I need to like get something off my chest or like you know which I love and I love I I think it's been so fun to see us kind of grow up a bit like because I think you and Jimmy were like newly married I got married during graduate school and we like had kids and I mean it's just been so fun to like watch watch us do these very serious adult ass things and know that like and be like that bitch is so unserious like deep down like she's a, a rack the same way I'm a rack and like look at her doing the things look at her right. being a last adult with baby I, look, I watch you and I'm just like oh my gosh I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. and I just the way you yeah you're just your gem love you, you. good way I think for sure but yeah this is like how we ended up here it's just like maybe we should talk about some of the stuff that we we cackle about during our texts like the energy work and the therapy sessions and the imposter syndrome and like you know like even like the sticky stuff like lots of sticky stuff that like we get to to share in a very safe place and that's why we say it's a love letter to us like it's the you know not like low expectations because I always have like very high expectations for us but expectations like let's do this for the joy of it and hopefully someone gets like something out of it um just to even hear like that other people are thinking about some of the stuff that we are pondering here at this age in life you know yeah there's like a new enlightenment I think that comes in your 30s your 40s I mean even younger right like every step of the way you're finding new stuff that's going on inside you and maybe coming from your past maybe it's external but if you do not deal with that, you continue to trip over it. And I know that we are both so tired of tripping over our bullshit <laughs> that it's like, how do we unpack this and either accept it or change it? But those are the kinds of things you cannot do alone. You need somebody to call you on your shit. You need somebody to be a kind friend and say, 
what are you doing, girly? Like, what is that? And sometimes yeah. you need the love of that. And you also need somebody to be like, you are a bad bitch. Why are you acting like this? Yeah. I get like, get fucking hype about yourself and, you know, and, and hype up the people around you that, that like you love are big time. And I think that if anything, we probably have both learned in the last few years, obviously given like the absolute shit show that is the world right now, that like this is, this can be snatched in but a moment. And so it is worth it for us to be a little bit vulnerable and kind of say like, all right, I want to do some awkward shit for the sake of my self growth. And that's a lot of stuff. Like I know for me that, (laughs) that has um, taken me from being like a very bottled up and um, like, I was about to be like emotionally unstable, but like, I mean, for real, like sometimes like just being a person that always operates out of their emotions and like, is not able to balance that. um, And just kind of always like running on fumes and having like a big lack of boundaries and all of these things and moving into a different space where I'm like, oof, I really have to take good care of myself, my spirit, in order for me to have any kind of impact on things the way I really, really want. And it's a lot has changed since that realization. And it takes a lot to make some of those first steps and to like, look at your own shit. And when someone else is like, this is what I always thought you should be doing. And you really look like you're in your purpose and you really look like you're in your element. It's so affirming to hear that. It's so affirming to hear someone like recognize when you start that kind of work in yourself. I love that we both came to the need of doing work on ourselves and wanting to share it with others from really different sides. You're saying that you operated from a place of emotion. And when I came to that same point that it's like, this isn't working anymore. Something's got to give. I need to, I need to dig deep and figure this out. I was like, what does it feel like to have an emotion? I don't think I've ever, I bottle it up. I am like, I can, I cannot feel it. I don't have time. I should be angry about this. Mm, mm, nope. We're gonna, mm, we'll deal with that later. Um, and that, you know, a couple of years ago when I started with my new therapist, uh, or my latest therapist, I should say, um, that was the first thing I said. I was like, I don't know what it means to process an emotion. Cause I don't think I've ever let it in. Um, and that, was scary to let yourself feel angry to let yourself be sad about something it at the beginning can kind of feel like a failure to be like I'm letting this affect me this is affecting my mental state I'm like crying like why am I crying but I am a human I have emotions this is disgusting yeah um but it's so necessary (laughs) like that's where the growth happens in accepting that this has kind of played with me a little bit let me see how I feel about this maybe this is trying to tell me something maybe this is telling me something I should change that's the hardest part is I feel like looking looking at it in the face Mm -hmm. looking at it in the face and it's funny because like with being a a very emotional creature actually it's funny because someone definitely tried to weaponize that win an argument with me the other day and I all I could think of was that like Cardi B quote where she was like I'm an emotional ass bitch like yes I'm sensitive like that's me yeah I am and but but I feel like in now in a much more constructive way before it was like I was not um allowed I think like especially growing up not allowed to um express a lot of the emotions and I think that um 
I could barely contain them. It when and, you know, when people are like, you know, stop crying, blah, blah. like I could barely contain them. And I, after a while, was like, well, why am I repressing? Y'all are the ones that are kind of uncomfortable living your emotions. You know, you learn that lesson, at least for me, I will say, obviously, as a Black woman, you learn very early on that nobody, um, like you don't, people don't want to hear your shit, that you're going to be perceived as angry, that you're going to be perceived um, just as like being rough around the edges. Um, and that's, that is, we obviously, like, that's like a ton to unpack, but like learning learning that um, people don't want you to be emotional because it makes them uncomfortable. And then having that like re reinforced constantly for years and years and years, when I finally was able to like look at some shit, I was like, oh God, it's a mess in here. It's like, it's literally like um, having like a hoarded up closet and then yeah. letting it all kind of tumble out because it's got to come out. Like it's not going to come out pretty but I think that it's worth it in the end. And I, I think that like having kids will do that to you, like, you know, for sure. But I just think also in general, even if you have kids or not, you just get to a point in your life where you're like, well, what am I doing? And am I happy and why or why not? I think it bubbles up for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that having kids does is it puts it right in your face, mm -hmm. especially if your kids are anything like you yep. and you see them doing these things and there is a moment to be like oh my gosh well why is he behaving like this when I was a kid if I behave like that it was not safe like he he needs he needs to stop what he's doing for his safety and then being able to take a moment and be like oh no like he's okay he's okay and I was okay and there was nothing wrong with me yeah. but I learned to change all these things about me to you know conform to societal expectations that you were saying um or just in your household right you're we're seeking safety and yeah. I know you and I have both done so much inner child work oh. lately and yeah talking to little crystal and little Vienna. oh my god yes and and like and with appreciation and love and being like what do you need like it, it is wild to feel like I have an experience where you can like look at the embodiment of your childhood self and be like hey what would you have needed in this moment? Because nobody asked you at the time or you, you didn't know, you couldn't verbalize it. That's, that is a big chunk of that work too. And I think that yes. everybody, everybody has the opportunity to do that. I think there's something about parenthood that certainly fast tracks it. Um, and like, thankfully I got the message, but it was, it, that was a lesson. Cause like, I feel like Javi Loki was sent here to drag me like to, to like hell in terms of how I felt about myself and making sure that I healed that so that I could show him that it's totally okay to be himself. And then yeah. came Enzo. <laughs> so it's like literally, um, it's just the like a lighthearted, airy thing in the world. And you're like, Oh, that is what I like. Let me get it together so that both of, you know, like lighthearted and airy is exactly how your childhood should be. Like, it's not going to be perfect, but like, you should feel like a kid. You should feel safe. And like that sometimes me as an adult, I absolutely deserve to feel like a kid and to feel safe in that too, that play, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. And yeah, when you see your kids doing something that just like, it can take you out. Dominic the other day or a couple of weeks ago when he was at camp, he failed his deep water swim test, right? Mm -hmm. He really wanted to pass. Mm -hmm. He wanted to go play in the deep end of the pool, but he got a little nervous. I don't know. He said he couldn't finish it. Yeah. And that's a disappointment. And at this point in my life, if I had a disappointment, 
that would be the end of that. Close that door. Never talk about it again. We're good. He went back the next day and he asked, can I take the swim, the swim test again? Can I just do it oh. again? And he passed the next time. And I'm like, that's so brave. And he's like, why? The swim test isn't scary. And I'm like, you're right. Because your mama got issues and like, if I were you when I was a kid, like, that's me. I I like. Yes. Yes. You don't want people to see you fail. It's so hard to like come out of that. But like, oh, when you see them do it, it's, it's so lit because we're just like learning how to not make a big deal out of the failure. It's just a, it's a lesson and you can like, it's okay. Like we, that's why you practice. You can try, you can try again and not attaching like the shame and the guilt in that moment to like something that didn't go as planned because you can go back the next day and take that shit again and kill right? it. And that's, that's and I mean, with every, with almost everything that we do, I feel like, and we're nervous about, and we're afraid to put ourselves out there for. And like, I love that, that we can see those little moments of them and then pull out the wisdom for our adult self, because we really, really need that, you know? Yeah. I want to be like, you're right. I love that. And I want to do that. I'm going to, you're inspiring me. I'm going to take that into my next day. I'm going to, I want to embody that a little bit more. The failure is not forever, right? No, it, it eases. It thinks it's not fatal. It's not terminal. It's not the end of the road. And it doesn't determine your character. It doesn't determine your no. self-worth. Mistakes are, are certainly character builders. And I'm like, when we say mistakes, y'all, we're not talking about like, um, you know, like you threw a bag of kittens in the dumpster. Like, fuck you if you do that. But um, just <laughs> mistakes that you make as, as an adult who is learning to grow in like what their purpose is and as a friend, as a, you know, a daughter, a son, a whatever, like that you just as a being on this earth are just trying to, trying to make, <laughs> make it through some, some stuff with the most grace as possible. And you don't need to attach guilt and shame. And we have so much attached to us. And so like that it makes it scary for us to try new things. But I, I, I love that in a sense, that's really kind of, I think what brought the two of us here too, to kind of um, be like, does anybody even want to hear our shit? I don't know, but like, this could be super healing for you and I, and so let's, let's do it. It's been years. I feel like that we've been talking about, we have to find a way to do something together. Yeah. I love, we love when our energies come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we how do we use this time that we have together and what can it be and I don't know what this is going to be we're just we're recording we're having fun we're playing we're enjoying this journey and this time together and right now that's going to be enough that's fine that's that's, that's enough the joy yes this is this is time with like one of my favorite people so I'm like schedule time with one of my favorite people to just talk about whatever comes up and it's funny because like we already have what could be like several seasons <laughs> worth oh my of gosh. things to talk about. And there's going to be so, um, so much that we get to dive into together, like things that we know of, things that we don't know of, and um, hopefully some really uh, wonderful and amazing people that'll teach us some things. And that's going to be like where we continue this really beautiful and vulnerable exercise. Yeah, like as sneak peeks, we have conversations planned around grief, around premarital friendship, around partnerships, around uh, some self gratification, some self love, <laughs> some sexy times. I mean, I feel like every moment of the day, we come up with another idea of things we want to talk about, things that we are 
finding healing through that we've heard other people finding healing through mm-hmm. um yoga tarot psilocybin yes cbd thc i mean there's it is the field is ripe with conversation yes it's gonna be exciting time for us yeah well I think that's like a great point to start us off that today we want to talk about beginnings and why it's so hard to begin something new even if you've been thinking about it forever (laughs) even if you are fully prepared you've done all this work it is so incredibly hard and we decided we don't know what we're doing, but to begin, <laughs> begin, right? Like we just take that first step, just jump in. So we were thinking about what are those things that make beginning hard? Mm-hmm. If we could narrow them down, if we could verbalize them, take some of the power away from them, perhaps, um, but just discuss it. And I think the first thing that you mentioned or that you touched on talking about grad school, it's so hard to be vulnerable. Oh my God. It's so hard to be bad at something. Mm-hmm. And like when we were in grad school, so it it was an arts and design program. So we were doing crits every week. We were putting our work out and saying, please give us critical feedback. Tell me my shit sucks and what can I do to improve it? Like I willingly laid on the table for them to be like, you fucking are terrible. Take this shit and redesign it every week. Yes. That as you know, that was what, 10, 12 years ago that we were doing that. So we were younger and it just gets harder as you get older and you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be perceived as having your shit more together and being better. But it is so hard to be like, tell me what you don't like about this. Mm -hmm. And how to improve it. Like, drag me, drag me so that my shit gets better. Like, give me feedback, give me constructive feedback. Um, And how like when you're in that creative process the creative process is already creating anything is vulnerable that's that's literally our experience all the time in life is just going to be like straight up vulnerability to exist but creating things in that kind of very intentional manner and then being like hey what do you think after you poured your heart into something wow what a ride (laughs) to therapy yeah (laughs) right and I think like societally over the past 12 years Mm -hmm. we have gotten very comfortable with just ripping shit apart like you cannot go on social media without seeing somebody could post a picture of their shoes and somebody will be like this was made in a shop who who why are you wearing those that looks awful you're too old for this those are those are shoes for somebody else why would you spend that much money on this like people just are so comfortable ripping things apart. And I think that's probably the difference of like those grad school crits, right? You're asking for how do I make this better? And you're asking for help improving, but society's not giving us that. It's just giving us just like straight up no grace sometimes. And like this is gonna sound hypocritical because I'm totally one of those people that will straight up like sit on on a TikTok and be like, oh girl, why do you have that on? But um Although I don't understand people who will directly like leave feedback under someone and be like, you're fucking horrible. You should die for your chew, your chew choice or whatever. That's wild to me. But 
it, there is something like very sad about the fact that you can't, um, you can't um, like make mistakes. And when I say you can't make mistakes, I'm not talking about when you're like 14, 15, 16 years old using the N word and being like, oh, I didn't know. That's not, that's not what we're talking you, about. You know, so don't, you know, don't do that shit. Okay. All right. But I'm talking about when you make like that girl, what is that girl? The Friday girl. Oh, what that was the cringiest shit I've ever seen. Oh, so bad for her. Like, girl, listen, it might not have been it, but did you to get did you deserve to get dragged for like several years as a result? No, you did not. Have you seen her lately though? Because I think this is such a beautiful like button at the end of this. She is performing at festivals. She has fully reclaim that song it is like an edm bop (laughs) people are playing it and she has stepped into it and like really owned it however she was a child when that came out and like Like, let her live her life who was she hurting but we're gonna tear her apart if you would have seen like the the stuff that like i was like creating when i was that age (laughs) oh my god the I, I don't even want to know where the pictures are of like my friends and I putting on like fashion shows, doing ah, photo shoots. A photo There's, shoot. Oh no. Oh my I gosh, definitely. Let, I have okay. Let's, let's, let me tell you there. <laughs> I do know where these pictures are, but it's me and my bestie who we're actually gonna have on for another episode, mm-hmm. Amanda. Amanda. She is a cutie. Um we had sweater vests and mud bell bottoms. We were 12 or 13 years old and we found some boogie boards and we went out in the backyard and took a whole bunch of pictures pretending that they were like surfboards and we were cuties. And you, we were, you were on the surfboard and jeans? Oh, we sure were. And it was just a boogie board. It, it was not a surfboard. <laughs> like, it's so cringe. But also like, I look back at that now and I'm like, oh my God, we were so Because how much fun were you having? Like, it was, I like- We've talked about how you and I have very few memories of like childhood. Yeah. That is a clear, clear, joyful, and like so unselfconscious, right? And if you can have somebody like that in your life who's gonna who's gonna hype you up when you are doing the most, yeah, that's beautiful. It is it's it, it fun. My sister was that person for me. I, we, like we were saying yesterday, there there are a lot of blank spots in the childhood, but all of the really good memories I can remember are with my sister who is eight years older than me. Um, but like she has seen me in the most ridiculous and silly manner possible. Like she, you know, that's my, that's my home girl. And we used to make up like commercials. Like that was my shit. Everybody thought I was going to be like in broadcasting or like in marketing and writing jingles because I would make up a jingle for any fucking thing. And I was a weird ass kid. I was so weird, like looking back, but like the kind of weird where like, I see Javi acting that way and I'm like, oh my God, this is so fun because like you, you make no sense, but you do like, you're just, you're just vibing. You're vibing all the time. And I, I think about that and like, that's the zone I have to get into more often now is like where you're just vibing. You're just, sometimes you're talking on your ass. Like sometimes you're, um, like dead serious about a topic that like nobody cares about. Like you've gone down a rabbit hole and like you need people to like, like you hyper fixate on something like that's the kind of stuff that my brain does. And I feel like as an adult, I have like shut that off so bad sometimes that I'm like, no, we need to invite like the very weird little crystal out to, to like, to be creative and be fun and be weird and and just vibe again. Right. Cause when a kid is doing it, we're seeing 
this is how they're learning. This is how they're testing. This is how they're figuring out where the boundaries are, what stupid shit they can say that their friends laugh at, what stupid shit they say that hurts somebody. Mm -hmm. Like when your son drops a D's nuts joke on you and you have to think, did you say it? Did I, did I tell him, did I say the D's nuts joke in front of him or did he pick it up somewhere? Um, but also like a D's nuts joke is genuinely funny. And if you can use it in the right context. He did. He he fully, Javi fully executed a D's nuts joke on me some months back. And I can hands down say it was the funniest thing that's ever happened uh, to I, I have auntie pride right here. I'm so proud of him for that yeah. one. He's a gem. All right. So another reason why it's so hard to start something new, because you're bad at something at first. And adulthood isn't doesn't make it easy to be bad at something to be perceived mm-hmm. and be bad at something is scary and yeah you know yeah what it's you think hard to start new things uh, like you know when you become an adult um and your life gets just full of to-dos um you're trying to take care of yourself you're trying to take care of people you're trying to maintain relationships and do all of those adult things and it's like you only have but so much time and so when you start something new and you fucking suck at it, you're like, well, I don't have time to be bad at this, you know, like, because time is not infinite <laughs> for, uh, for us. But at the same time, um, you have to make space to, to mess things up a little bit. And I always tell, like, when I'm working with clients, um, I always tell them, sometimes you have to do stuff for the sake of doing so that you can figure out what it is, not necessarily that you're good at, but that you have enough interest in to want to keep doing it and to kind of stop caring that you look dumb or that, um, that you're cringy or that you don't know what you're doing, because that's going to right now at this stage in my life, that's going to be the majority of things. Like I've hit that age where I'm like, you know, I'm going to listen to the same list on, um, on Spotify over and over again, the same playlist. I like these things. These are the things I like to eat. And I, you're never going to take skinny jeans away from me. Right. So like I, I'm, I'm set in my ways, but also if I want to continue to cultivate more joy and also have some help in that creative process, I'm going to have to get over the fact that I look dumb. Like it just doesn't, I can't, you can't have both. You have to be vulnerable enough to kind of look silly or be imperfect when you're starting off something to see if you really like it and eventually find out that you're good at it. Yeah. That's a good point. I was thinking recently about how, like, why is it so scary for me to potentially be perceived not being great at something, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, even in the stupidest senses, like I'll be at the gym or like in a class. I mean, not recently because, you know, I don't go to the gym anymore. Um, but like in a group exercise class, I will have to pee or refill my water bottle. And I cannot leave that room because I don't want people to think, oh, she can't do this. She is failing. Let me tell you, I have never looked at another person leaving a room when I'm in one of those situations. So I can imagine that nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. Mm-hmm. But there is just that that lingering self-consciousness of when you're a kid. And, you know, I grew up a fat kid. And I think there's something there to the physicality of it, of being like, everything I do is going to come back and it's going to be, well, this is because you're fat. This is because, you know, you're lazy. That's why you didn't run so well at track it is real and you carry that with you and you know I know that anybody who comes from a marginalized background or 
you know, any stigmatized identity, they're going to feel that. And it's really hard to unpack. And it's really hard to acknowledge that Mm. maybe people are going to think something of you. Maybe they're probably not, but maybe they are. Maybe they are. And and it might not be nice. And fuck them. Like, yeah. Are you really going to let that? Are you really going to let their nasty attitude hold you back from potentially finding something that brings you so much joy? And I'm not going to sit here and say, how, how could you let somebody like that hold you back? Because I've spent my life letting that hold me back. And yes. And who hurts the most in that one? I'll tell you, it's me. Like the people who are cringing, the people who have made fun of me in the past, the kids who laughed, they don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't. And, and, and also that like, that leads into like this, if people are not um, receptive to like what you're doing or who you are and all of that, um, then this, it's okay. Cause they're just not your people and it's not a slight. It just is. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're a kid, that's like, very hard to conceptualize like but why don't you like me and now like I mean whatever um I don't care but at the time I, I remember being a little kid and really caring a lot and it's funny because like if you're an astro girly um and you know what your black moon Lilith is like mine is an Aquarius and like I feel like that's like um I don't want to say it's like similar to your Chiron and like, you know what, I'm sure people will come in here and absolutely correct me, but it's like a taboo side of like your personality. And it's like something that you might want to like what your desire is, but you don't want to reveal it because like, you don't want to be ridiculed. And like mine being an Aquarius is very much like always feeling like the different oddball out and no one is really going to accept me for who I am and not really fitting in with a particular group. And I will tell you that growing up, as a, a black girl in the nineties in Laurel, Maryland at the time was still extremely um, not nearly as diverse as it is now at a school where there were probably like less than 10 black people at a time. That's how I felt all the fucking time. And then, you know, moving on from that school and going to a school where it was, it was predominantly black and it was litty to titty all the time. And I fucking loved it and felt very loved and accepted um, by most people. And it, like having, having like those core things and still carrying them with you as an adult is really, it's funny when it resurfaces again, when you're an adult and you're like, Ooh, what are you doing here? But like the, the fun part for me, in the, especially in the last few years is being like, yeah, bitch, I'm weird. And like, we all knew that I was weird and you love it. You love it here in my weirdness. Because I think if you know me, you know that I'm weird and you love that about me. And then, so it feels like some healing to like, know to recognize the ways that you know you are different and that you can be like awkward or icky or whatever and know that like you are still absolutely like worthy of like really good friendships and you know interactions with people and how how to show that part of yourself without being like no I don't want anybody to see it like openly showing the the weird parts of yourself and and how you do things yeah I had two thoughts come up while you were saying that first of all I just want to validate that like you were so small and you had that experience as an outsider and all the insecurity that came along with that. And then you went into an environment where you were more accepted, where you felt freer. Yet that early mm. feeling outside, it doesn't go away, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
you're still unpacking it now and you're still dealing with it now. And even if things get better, like those things are so formative. And I think, you know, it's just that inner child yeah. work. And I'm glad you were able to hold on to your weirdness because I love mm-hmm. your weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of people have to, as adults, find that weirdness again, right? Like they've been taught to mask, they've been taught to hide it because that's yeah. where safety comes in. And it's real fun to be a big weirdo. Oh and my god! So other weirdos. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing I love more than talking nonsense. Like, let just letting the conversation flow so well, and being like, "How do we even get here?" Or just you know, the the openness with friends in which you can be like, <laughs> you can talk about anything and everything, and um, and really like throw your head back and cackle or cry about it. And yeah. Yeah, without judgment is so is like is the zone that I aspire to be in all the time. All the yeah. time. The other thing I was thinking of when you were saying those aren't your people. Um, I'm doing a yoga teacher training. Um, mm. and something our instructor had said to us, and you know, I know lots of yoga teachers say this, just because somebody's taking your class does not mean that they are your student. Ooh. So they might That's be there, right? They might not be your student. And sometimes That's they'll let you bar. know. That's a bar. That's a bar. Like they might let you know up front. They might sit there for six months and you will be feeling like you're doing everything wrong because you just cannot get them to engage. And you're twisting yourself, you're tying yourself and not trying to change things to reach this person. But maybe they're just not your student. And that's okay. And you gotta too. be okay with that. There's a teacher out there for them. And yeah. there are students out there for you. Yeah. It's a very much like not everybody is gonna buy what you're selling kind of thing. And and that's okay because who it's for, it's for. And that's a, that's a huge lesson that I've had to learn um, yeah. in, in being a, a Reiki practitioner and with coaching. Um, and it's so funny because it's so directly tied to my purpose that like, I have to do it anyway. It just, it's, it doesn't matter if it's a thing I monetize or not. If I do great, if I don't, it doesn't matter. I have to do it because that's what my spirit has told me to do. So it's like, you know, you have to do it. You've got to be okay with getting up there and being like, I might reach one out of like eight people in this class. I mean, might reach one out of 20 people in this class, but I have to do it and I have to be here. So like, let me show up here and do the best I can because that one person that gets it needs it and and I have it to give. So like, I, and I love that you're, you're doing that training because that's another thing that you were like, Oh, no, I want to do it. And I'm like, please go fucking do this right now because you're, you are like, we need more, 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 more of, um, just us regular baddies out here, like in that space. And, um, I love that you're doing that. And I think it's going to be super healing for you and for others, for that, for that person that has, um, the capacity to receive what you're giving. Yeah. I think all that also really leads into the next thing that we were talking about with this cringe factor, right? Like (laughs) all those fears, all that being bad. And it comes down to the fact that you're like, Oh, this is so cringe. And we are incentivized to not be cringe. Mm-hmm. But we love cringe, it. though. We, we love, love it. We love when like, other people are cringe. So, like, so can good. we all be cringe, you know? It's so good. Like, my therapist is like, and what if they cringe? And what? Like, what happens? And I'm like, let them cringe so hard they break their fucking neck. Like, if yeah. they're going to be that don't look like, offended by whatever I do, then don't look. I, al- I also say that being like, 
I can't actually do that, but that's <laughs> that's where we're aiming to go, right? Like that's you'll get there. We'll you'll get, get there. there. I I I am I am there like 70% of the time right now. Cause I am so I am not gonna lie, I'm so fucking worn out from the last few years. Maybe it's like my patience is at an all-time low. I don't know if it's in my patience, but it's more like my inability to mask anything um most of the time I'm just like I can't if you don't like it I well, can't help you out and that's okay that's it, right like that is it because we spent the last several years society falling apart losing loved ones mm-hmm. losing financial stability losing a whole lot and yeah. we're gonna sit here and worry about somebody making fun of us on the internet I just like don't even right? for it I don't fucking like, care I like I legit (laughs) yeah I like I in the last few years I was busy I homeschooled a kindergartner who is now going into third grade and 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 watched his little brother at the same time I you know have a mom that is that has Parkinson's my dad is aging he got COVID it was the fucking worst um you know I had my own like wild awakenings with a lot of things a hysterectomy like I'm I'm about to be <laughs> divorced <laughs> so like you know what I mean like I was busy and I am just like I said it's that is exhausting when you think of like the all of it and that's and to me I feel like that's mild there are people who have gone through infinitely more and so I'm like why are we all holding on to this notion that like this the last few years didn't happen and like how do we have how can we be expected to have energy to put into how other people perceive us? Yeah. Like we got to let it go. Yeah. We're letting that one go. And I think at least for me, this, this whole podcasting experience is an Mm -hmm. exercise in that. Mm -hmm. It's forcing me to say, what if I say something stupid and an elementary school bully finds it and then shares it or like shares a screenshot? I don't care. I like, I mean, I do, but like, I don't at this point. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the attention. Thank yeah. you so much. Next. Like, I hope you enjoyed your time here. Yeah. I, ho- I hope you learned something and fucking healed a little bit and that you're not such a nasty little bitch anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitch. I'm not going to say her name, <laughs> but, but maybe one day I will, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't matter. It really Very doesn't funny. fucking matter. And the vulnerability and being willing to be cringe on main street is what unifies other people too. Like that brings in more community for you when you're willing to say it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're willing to say like, Oh, here's something I'm really bad at. Here's something I'm working at. Here's something I don't know anything about. That's where you invite in community and say, or people can say, Oh, I know something about this. I can help you with that. Or, uh, I don't know anything about it either. Let's learn it together. To, yeah. to be willing to do that, that's where you're going to make more connection and bring more positivity into your life. Even if you crash and burn, even if that thing that you were trying, you never get good at. But what that's, you- that's the joy of the vulnerability is like whatever comes out on the other side, it, it, it could be nothing. I say that about like a lot of stuff. I say that about like Reiki, about like coaching. At the very least, you might get like a really good night's sleep. You might feel relaxed. Like you just had a really good meditation. At best, it's going to change your life. Like it changed my life and anything in between 
to me is still worth it to you for you to do and just allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to participate in something that you know you don't you're not necessarily comfortable with yet but is you're curious about is interesting to you because you never know what comes out of that that process and I would say most of the time anytime I've tried something new the thing that came out of it was never what I thought it was going to be, right? Like, yeah. the life is not these clear lines of you start this and you finish it. No, you take a million twists and turns along the way. Like, I really thought that going to grad school, I was going to come out and be like this cute little graphic designer with like oh a God, cool haircut. Know. I was going to have like a very cool haircut. I was going to be very hip. I was only going to shop at American Apparel. Okay, this oh. was like... This was 2012, guys. Okay, like, give me a break. But this was before um, Homie from American Apparel, like, like we all realized he was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a very problematic yeah. time. Um, but let me tell you now, as a yoga teacher, stay at home mom, worked in marketing, like that. That's not where my life ended, but it gave me something better. I got something so much better out of it, and yeah. that's okay. That's good. That's that's the better part. Yes, for sure. And shout out to you if you did use your graduate degree uh, from the publications design program and you're still designing because I will never. I mean, Adobe what? I'm not. I'm not doing no. it. You made our beautiful logo, so I don't want to hear I it. I mean, okay. thank you Canva for your help with that one. But <laughs> listen, Canva can't teach you style, and well, you got you. the eye. Yeah. You got the eye. So, okay, here's another thing that is why it's so hard. Let me tell you, I heard Jason Derulo was talking about this, <laughs> and I love that it was him. He wrote a book recently uh, called Sing Your Name or something like that. I should go back and fact check that. But, like, that is a punchline, right? The, like, singing his name. And he's doing really well. He's owning it. He's enjoying it. Anyway, so he was talking about this on uh, Armchair Expert that mm. the list of players who are on like the NBA most misses that have missed the most shots are also on the list of the greatest scorers of all time. So that's like Amazing. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. They are the greats. Nobody's laughing at them for being on the list of greatest missers. Right? Like no who, nobody yeah. cares. Just straight up goats. Let yeah. me tell you, when when Michael Jordan is cashing that check, he is not he thinking about list. being on that list. Like mm -hmm. he is, there's not a thought yeah, about I don't care it. what you hoes are doing. I'm rich, bitch. That's Kobe. Kobe, he's Kobe yeah. What's Kobe's legacy? It's definitely not at the time he missed a shot. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. No, I mean and that's and Let's talk about for one second, side note about Kobe. And um I I worked at this, okay, I'm gonna go on a slight tangent, but but stay with me. Um, I had the opportunity to hear this speaker. Um, oh my god, I can't remember his name, but he worked closely with a lot of NBA players and athletes. He was a fantastic speaker. But one of the things he was saying was like the cool last thing about Kobe is that like if you if you got to the gym at five. Kobe had already been there since four. And the reason why he was so fucking good is because he did not stop practicing. If he got something wrong, he kept doing it until it was nothing but second nature for him to get it right. And like you think about, again, like the vulnerability of an athlete 
how much shit do people talk about athletes? You know what I mean? And I think to, to dedicate yourself so much to something that you were going to be like the first person there and the last person to leave. And you're going to be busting your ass above all to be like a straight up legend for all time is huge. And so I remember coming away from that and being like, if I can just take like one fourth of that energy towards anything that I do, I won't have any shame at all about whether or not I was good at it or like, because at least I did it. At least I had some, some go get about it. You know what I mean? Like some fire under my ass about it because you just, you're you're not going to get anywhere that you really want to go by not doing shit. So like, I, when I, when I hear like how hard a lot of athletes work, um, I'm just, I am floored. I'm always like floored by their process. It's yeah. I mean, if you are a Kobe caliber athlete, which, you know, there's like a handful of them in the world today, Mm -hmm. but I can imagine that it's very easy to say, out of these 10 things, I'm really good at nine of them. I'm going to let that other one go. I don't need to work at that. I'll take the other nine things. Yeah. But the greats don't, right? He's like, no, I'm going to keep working on this. And I'm going to let myself be seen by teammates, by coaches, by other people who are working towards this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let them see me be bad at this because I'm going to be bad at something until I get good. You have to yeah. be bad at something. Until and I feel like good. that's why you can be a little cocky. Like, you know, that's why like, you know, you can be a little cocky if you were like, yeah, I know I suck at this thing, but also like, look at how I don't suck anymore because I put in the work. Like you have the humility to put in the work so that you can be really confident and proud of yourself later. And that is that, that to me is like the vulnerability. I'm not good at this right now, but I am going to try till I am. And I think a lot of us are initially bad at something and then close the door. Like once you have a track record of Mm -hmm. doing something and getting good at it, and you know that you have the ability to, and you've seen that you've done it before, every other one gets easier. The next time just gets easier and easier to take that first step. You have to let yourself prove to yourself in that first time that you can do it. You can excel. You can become good at something Mm -hmm. because once you do, it's just easier the next time to take the first step. Yeah. And if you're not, it's okay. Like everything didn't have to be your thing as well. But I like, you know, talking about, you know, incredible athletes and like, you know, all of these other amazing people that we know of that we know that like how fantastic they are, even like actors or actresses that like um, never thought they were going to be anything. And then they end up just like beloved people. Like, I think we talked, well, I think I mentioned like about Andre 3000, who is, um, not only uh, my husband in my head and he just doesn't know it um but also one of my favorite creatives um like not wanting to make music because like because people are brutal right and that like how sad that made me because I'm like I you could be playing a fucking recorder and I would listen to it and love it because I I love him right as a creative and to think that like some of the people that we absolutely love um, as athletes, actors, actresses, writers, creatives, um, just our, our regular everyday people, people who are like business, small business owners or people who had massive visions for themselves in any capacity that they wouldn't try something um, 
because like they're they're afraid of the perception of something that isn't even done yet like it just it would bother me to no end to not try something that is so on my heart or on my spirit to do um and and dead it in the water before it even has a chance to to breathe that that is facts because could you imagine living in a world where miss jackson did not exist like where where stankonia isn't your favorite album like uh, tell me like what does somebody have in their heart right now that they're afraid to do that like they are depriving the universe of thank god andre 3000 god bless is able you to push through with your fine ass good god right yeah sorry mm. i went somewhere in my head for a moment okay you take that little vacation in your head i like that for you thank you friend funny oh god so I guess like you know one of the things that we're we are trying to figure out is what what do you do when the things are scary and do you want to do you want to do them anyway and I think that this is like stuff that that has led to where we are talking shit on this podcast what are the things that we had to do. And I, and I, and like, again, because you and I have known each other for such a long time, I think there's a lot of things that you and I have been like, do you know what I really want to do? And, um, some of them, like we've gone after and some of them we haven't. And this is probably the farthest that you and I together have gotten on something. And it, it's just been like a very right time, right place kind of energy. And I think it's because of some of these things that we put in place to, to kind of support what this is for us and and like what we are dreaming about with it and and what we want to do like how did we arrive here like oh this is weird might not be good at it people might laugh let's do it anyway right because yeah planning is easy dreaming is easy yeah executing doing that shit is yeah. hard it's but fun. how can you make it easier mm. and I know one way that that we've done yeah get a buddy get a buddy do it with a friend you don't have to do it alone I think that I mean I texted you yesterday and I said buddy I'm scared (laughs) the number of times and like if it was just me I would have come up with every excuse to not do something same because I don't want to talk to myself like I I mean I don't want to hear I do be talking to myself but not in this context and so you know having sharing that vulnerability with somebody else and being like oh I really want to do this um and just allowing like the process to breathe and, and nourishing it between two people and being like, it's okay. Like, yeah, we're going to fucking sound weird and it's, it's all good. We're going to keep doing it is really, really special. I think you just need people in your corner that don't even necessarily need to understand it, but just know it's importance to you and want to encourage you to keep going. So, you know, not to do things alone, not to, um, not to have like your dreams in a vacuum, you know? I love that. Don't have your dreams in a vacuum. That's so true. Yeah. You got to find somebody going in a a similar direction and be like, yeah, same, same me, you let's do this. Our spirits, we're we're coming together right here for this one. Getting your community in place. That's a huge deal. Yeah. I think another way is what you were saying earlier. Just let go of the expectations, do it for the plot, do it for the story, do it for the joy and the experience of doing something different yeah do it because you don't know what comes out of that that could propel you forward I feel like especially in in particular with podcasts some of my favorite podcasts are just 
friends that that started because they wanted to talk about shit and now they are wildly successful and whenever I think of the two of them that are like or three three podcasts that are my favorite um the read getting grown and um the friend zone are probably my three favorite and it's funny because all of the people on those podcasts are all like in a, in a friend group and each podcast is very unique but they're all fantastic at it. And I feel like why it flows is because they probably did it without expectation. They just wanted to come together and make some shit. And now they are impactful spaces. And um, I I check for their episodes every week. And I, I if you know, you know, if you're a fan, like, you know how wild we are as fans for those podcasts. And I'm like, there could be something, who knows what will come out of this. Even if it's not that, something amazing could really come out of it. And I'm here for that. You know, I'm here for the surprise of what's on the other end. Right. Every door you open leads to a hallway of a million new doors that you don't even know existed. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, it doesn't have to be linear. And I think that's, maybe that's what I've learned the most over the past several years. Not only does it not have to be linear, it's not going to be linear. So yeah. Let allow go. yourself allow yourself to embrace whatever comes because you can't even dream of it mm-hmm. there's no way to know it's gonna be it could be better I mean maybe it won't be but I don't believe that I believe that as soon as you try there's gonna be something better waiting on the other side agreed agreed and when like you were saying and you're like I'm scared like, what do you do when, um, you know, when you get like, when you get the spooks and you kind of get your, you know, you get your, your panties in a bunch and you're like, I don't want to do this. Like, this feels weird. Like, you know, when you start to kind of like back up a little bit and um, maybe like lose your guts about it, what, what do you do? Like, how do you um, find accountability in that process? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta find your people, right? You gotta, you gotta find a target. You gotta find a Virgo, or you gotta find a Cancer. You gotta find a Cancer. You'd be like, baby, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, the number of times I think that we, not even for this, which is like a communal project for us, but individual projects, we need that accountability. And I've asked you before. I've said like, I gotta do this thing. I told somebody that I was gonna get them something, and I'm really scared (laughs) to actually do it and follow through because what if I send it to them and it's terrible? That was some styling work I've done. And you're like, big girl pants, do it. Mm -hmm. And then send that invoice and set a fair rate. And double it at that. Okay. Which, you know, that's that's still a work in process. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you gotta find somebody and you got to be specific about it, right? You got to be specific about what you are going to do. And you have to have somebody who's going to kindly, lovingly, gently hold you to it. It could just be yourself, right? If you don't have somebody like that in your life, say the words out loud to yourself. Get your brain used to hearing, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it by this date and it is going to be okay. But say it out loud. Tell somebody. Yep. Find, find, um, find some strength in the duality that like you can be flexible with yourself, but also you want to do, you want to hold yourself accountable as well. I know, I know it's like easier said than done. And I know that we will talk about it, um, in depth at some point in time, but if there, there are ways, um, that we can eventually come to a place where we're like, if this isn't 
perfect, that's okay. It's a part of the process, but at least I'm here and at least I did it. And that's, that's the outcome that we're always trying to work towards. It doesn't have to look exactly like what you thought it was going to be. Sometimes you just need to get your vision out and then you can refine it and refine it and refine it until you are fully in alignment. And bring that and giving yourself some grace in that process is really, um, is really ideal. And that's, I think a part of the accountability is like, don't, don't wait until it's perfect or it's a perfect time or whatever to get started to begin, begin and shout out to my, my, one of my favorite people in the whole world still to this day, Nikki, a coworker of mine who, um, who told me that one time. And every time I'm like, Oh shit, I don't want to do that. I'm going to get the ick about myself, whatever. You guys start somewhere to begin, begin, just make like the tiniest step forward. I know a lot of people say, uh, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Mm. And I tweak that to another one that I've heard, which is anything worth doing is worth doing crappily. Just do it. It's okay if it's bad. Just do it because it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Or you'll start. learn something in the process. Start. It's just start. Because it, chances are like the world needs what, what you've got, you know, what you're offering. Yeah. So that's going to be our excuse if this podcast comes across really shitty, or crappy, <laughs> right? It's like, like, oops. I mean, it was <laughs> It was still worth it, right? We're going for it. It absolutely um, was. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to offer to people, we have an email address. It's healinghappyhourpod at gmail.com. If you don't have someone to hold you accountable, if you are still in the position that you're like, I don't know that I'm ready to say these words to someone in my life. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us, tell we'll us. let us like, let us hype you up for real. And just tell us like what you're working on. It could be anything. It could be like, you know what I've always wanted to do? Take a watercolor painting class. And today I signed up for one online or whatever it is. Like, I just want to know like what people are up to. What are things that you always wanted to try or do? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do like this, the smallest step towards that today. I'm yeah. super curious. And I think that's a great point too, is like, if that first step feels too scary, break that down. Yeah. 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 Break that down. Break it into, break that into like 20 different steps. There are these AI things, which I'm sure we'll have full conversations about AI and everything that's going on with that. Mm -hmm. But there is this AI thing that you can put in a task and it'll break it down into steps for you. If you need to join something if you want to sign up for something what if you just opened the website right like you don't even have to register today what if you just looked at that website mm-hmm. that's me being like I have to go deal with refinancing my student loans and I'm <laughs> scared. but what if I just found out what website I have to go to like uh, that that's the that word. might be the step that might That's be the, the word we needed today. Like, maybe I don't want to um, look at the total amount of my student loans that are equal to a house in Honduras. I maybe just want to acknowledge today that I need to put that on my to-do list. I'm just going to see, do I, do I need to reset a password? I don't need to log <laughs> in. Of course you need to reset a password. <laughs> right? I don't know what it was. But maybe maybe there's a smaller step. and maybe. Maybe whoever you're holding to you to be accountable to, maybe they can help you figure out a smaller step. Or maybe it's us. We can help you. I can always help you justify something or come up with a smaller way to do it. (laughs) I'm here for you for that. 
Definitely. And if you want me to also specialize in like pettiness or anything, like those are things I can absolutely assist with as well. Oh, yes. Um, so if there's someone that's got you fucked up right now and you want like some advice on that, just kidding. That's I love I love a little hot tea, but feel free no, to I, in the inbox. She's not kidding. We do want to know. I want to know your shit. What's and we want to know everybody's tea and everybody's gossip. <laughs> the the less I know the people involved, the better. I want to hear about your messy coworkers' aunt mm-hmm. who like is scamming some guy. Like, that's what I want to know about. Tell me. That. I want to know who fought at the cookout because somebody put like raisins in the potato salad and like what and what your auntie said. Like, I want to know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to mm-hmm. know that kind of hot tea because like suburban mom tea, like it's okay. But like, I want to no. know other kinds of tea. I want to hear like the, the you know, the hot tea, like what, like what your uncle did, like how he got too drunk at the last like barbecue. And yeah, I want to know like which neighbor is parking in somebody else's spot, but mm-hmm. the car is not theirs. It's a visitor of theirs, but their wife's been out of town. Like that's, <laughs> so that's what I need. Yeah. Absolutely. So send that shit in. <laughs> send that shit in. That has absolutely nothing to do with the podcast. We probably won't talk about it, but we do want to know because we're just nosy and messy and we're just two moms who are like, Give us something to get through the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Well, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do we want to end this with a little bit of a challenge? Let's do it. Let's let's do this. Okay, I'm going to challenge you, Crystal, myself, Vienna, and anybody listening to this to start something new this week. For me, it will not be refinancing my student loan because. <laughs> I just need a little more emotional wherewithal for that and probably a couple more therapy sessions before I'm ready to really log in. But um, yeah, I'm going to find something new. Do you have anything in mind that you're wanting to start, something you've been putting off? Honestly, I think the thing that I really, really need to restart is um, my rededication to physical movement has like oh, that's taken a little tank in the last month or so. Um, and so I, I again, bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. start by moving a little bit every day and I'm just going to start there if it's 20 minutes and it doesn't matter what it is if it's a walk if it's a peloton if it's yoga if it's weights um just to begin to begin and that's begin it. yes yeah that, I I love that I have I a think... challenge for you what oh no what no see you're gonna hold me to something that's no, scary you know I will I'm like hey it's Wednesday did you do this I really want to hear um, a little bit more about your experience thus far in yoga teacher training. And I just want to see a little Grammy Gram or Tiki Talk about Ooh. it. Okay. That is so scary, but I love that. I want to do that. And I'm Even going just a little bloopity bloop. Like I just, yeah, wanna... I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to own that. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. May I have another? I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I will do it and I will probably have like nervous sweats all through it, but I'm going to do it. It's okay. It just adds to your dewy glow. And a little bit of a <laughs> underarm odor, but that's fine. That's what the shower is for. <laughs> good. I love it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I think I, we can rise to these, um, these yeah. awesome challenges. Yeah. And we can check in on each other with it next week on the episode. Um and we'll also, if anybody emails us to tell us what it was for, maybe we can share some of those, what they're challenging themselves to starting. Uh, Crystal, this was beautiful. Where can listeners find you slash us? What are we doing? 
please find me on Instagram um, currently at Temple Honey Healing. It's pretty much on, on all platforms. Really, Instagram is what I'm using the most these days. And I can't wait to meet you. Um, and it's going to be a fun, a fun time for us while we get it together over here and share all these vulnerable and awesome things. And I'm excited that we got to do this. This has been Yeah. I love this. And everybody should follow us on Instagram as well. Healing happy hour pod. Um, I'm sure as websites and stuff come up, they will be linked there and we'll keep updating you, but yeah, follow us there. See what we're up to. Maybe uh, see how our challenges are going this week. Um, Yes. Hold us accountable. Check in and be like, Hey, did you move today? Did you, did you move your ass today? Yeah. Did you, did you do anything? Have you gotten up? Have you walked around? Have you taken your little hot girl walk? Um, yes, I love that. Uh, oh, and I'm on Instagram at glow up inside out. It's just like one straight word all the way through. Um, yeah, that's where you can find us and you can find us next week. Also, we'll have another episode and we are going to be talking about being present, the challenge Mm. and the healing potential of being in the moment the the struggles associated with it but how how you can work towards that i'm just so happy we get to do this and i can't wait to see where this goes and we're happy to share it with everyone yay i love you love you (laughs) thanks so much for hanging out with us at the healing happy hour subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss a single episode We're dropping wisdom and foolishness every Thursday, and we want you here with us. See you next week.